This is the Lead Well Podcast. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast, where we're talking all things leadership, talent, and culture. I'm your host, Missy Darden, and our special guest today is Operator Sinea Rutland from Houston Galleria Mall in Houston, Texas. Sinea, we're excited to have you today. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Well, today we're going to be hearing more from Sine about the culture in her restaurant and how she shows care to her team members. But of course, before we dive in, would first love to hear from you um, about your background and how you got into Chick-fil-A. Awesome. Okay. Happy to. So my background has been um, the business route since before I could remember. I remember starting my own Beanie Baby house business in first grade, and that was all she wrote. I, I had the bug. Um, However, after college, I attended the University of Missouri, and I studied business there. And immediately after that, I went to business school at the University of Texas in Austin. And then after that, I went to work for American Airlines. So there, I held several roles, um, but my favorite role in American and my last role, and I think this is the one that has been the most helpful with my role as an operator now, was being the manager of a customer experience strategy team. So with that team, I got to use math to understand customer needs and wants, we were able to look at the data and say, well, here's the customer perspective. So we were really advocates for ensuring that any decision that was made, we're bringing the customer perspective into the conversation. So I started to look at, you know, my career and my life, and this became really strong after having my first child, my daughter, who's now six. And for me, I started to look for other things. And I really enjoyed many of the parts of my role with Aldi Foods. And so I started to think about what are some similar things. And Chick-fil-A was something that people had mentioned to me time and time again, because I am like a bubbly, happy-go-lucky person. Um, I love to bring joy to people. And Jesus is really important to me. And so Chick-fil-A was one of many opportunities that I looked into. And I was thinking that it was going to be a job similar to what I did in for the grocer. And so I was like, okay, I'll take a pay cut. Um, I'll make those changes because I want to do work that's meaningful to me every day. And where I don't feel like I'm just doing, pursuing the dollar, everything is about, okay, people will care because of the dollar, but we're going to care because we're mission driven. And we think business is really, really cool and really fun, but we want to do business for good. I'm really passionate about that because for me, that's such a sustainable way to do good. And so as I learned more about Chick-fil-A through the interview process, mind you, as crazy as that sounds. I didn't know a single operator. I learned the opportunity was more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. And I began to, I learned through the process that I could actually go into operators, restaurants to learn. So I just started reaching out to complete strangers. And through that process, folks opened up their restaurants to me. They opened up their hearts. And every time someone spoke, I listened because I said, I know this is, this is Jesus talking. So I need to listen. So if they said, read Talent Magnet, I read Talent Magnet. If they said, you know, it's really important to make sure when you're breading, those fillets are perfect before they leave that breading table. Okay, it's locked in. And I just took every little nugget I could. And that journey of learning about Chick-fil-A was two and a half years um, until I was blessed with the opportunity to become the operator of my current restaurant at the Galleria Mall. Wow. 
What an incredible journey. Thank you so much for sharing that and so many inspirational pieces. Um, So I'd love to dive into some questions and just start with how would you describe your organization's culture? And you touched a little bit on your mission, but could you share a little bit more about your mission, vision, core values and how that um, impacts your culture? Absolutely. And so it has been an evolution. It's always been an organization where care was at the forefront from day one. Um, For me, it's all about, you know, sell more chicken so we can do more good. That was something about Druid that really resonated with me. So it's evolved because I realized that it's important to have care accompanied with the culture of excellence and service. So for me, initially, it was all about care and pouring into our team members so that they would pour into our guests. And that is absolutely valuable. But I realized they also have to understand that the only way we can do more good is by running a phenomenal restaurant, which means excellent food and excellent service every single day. So I am a person who loves language. I, and because of that, if you allow me, I can give you this beautiful verbose purpose statement and mission. I can give you 10 values and say, okay, well, these are the five main ones and here are my sub bullets. But I've learned, um, particularly with my team, We have to keep it simple and get to really what's the core of what you mean. Let's get to the root cause of what are those values, those behaviors that we need to exhibit every day to reach our goal. And so it's been an evolution. And now I have a very simple purpose statement, and that's to change lives. Because at the core of what we're trying to do, that's what we're trying to do for team members, for guests, right? There's a video that I love to show every new hire that's about everyone's story. And now, right, we don't know everyone's story. We may never know their story, but we have an impact. And it may only be, you know, that three minutes that we're serving them that day, but really making sure we're taking every opportunity to change lives. Thank you for sharing that. So you mentioned it's shown that video through orientation. And what are some other ways in which you help your team members understand and get them bought into this culture? Do you have any specific processes in place or systems to hold them accountable to this culture as well? Yes. So we have a high touch system. So through orientation, they learn about our purpose, our vision, and our mission. As I mentioned, I mentioned our purpose previously to change lives. Um, Our vision is to be the favorite restaurant of everyone who eats with us. And then our mission, right? How are we going to be the favorite restaurant? It's excellent food and excellent service every day. It's that consistency. And how do we do that? We do that with care. Because I know, you know, if we're just focused on excellence, excellence, excellent, and care isn't at the forefront, people can feel that it's tyranny, that it's just, hey, perfect, perfect, perfect. And so we really try to emphasize we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for excellence. So on day one, we're talking about that. And then we have a poster with those highlighted in the restaurant. Then we're going to walk you on over to the next poster. And it says our values. It says we have our three core values, excellent, service, and care. And with those, we give examples of behaviors. Okay, when we talk about service, what's an example of that? Maybe it's covering a shift for a teammate who unexpectedly was out. Maybe it's um, seeing that someone is struggling and giving them an encouraging word. When we talk about excellence, maybe it's making sure that the sticker on a cup is perfectly straight. It's a little touch, right? But when a guest sees you say, oh, let me fix that for you. You know, let me let me fix that little sticker on your cup. Or let me make, oh, I noticed a little dribble on the top of your cup. Let me wipe that. They see that and it blows them away. And then when we talk about care, 
that is okay maybe if i work in the kitchen making sure that i'm communicating 30 seconds for fresh fries that's powerful the guests hear you say that 30 seconds for fresh fries are in a mall so you can hear it all and that makes that front of house team member feel like hey you have my back you're making sure i'm armed with the knowledge that i i need to make sure that i can serve guests to the best of my ability and i can answer their question before they even have in terms of their meal um so in terms of i mentioned it's high touch we also, for new hires, we have a 30, 60, 90 touch-based system. So we have a leader who, during the first 30 days, each week they're checking in. And when they're checking in, they're seeing like, hey, do you need any uniforms? How are you acclimating? Do you have any questions? And then they're also providing feedback because we have a survey where our leaders are giving feedback on that new hire. So if the new hire is struggling with them with something, they're gonna know right away. There's no guesswork. I believe firmly people shouldn't have to guess how they're doing. They shouldn't even have to ask. I believe that information should be pushed to them on a regular cadence. And then at 60 days, it's every other week. And then for 90 days, it's one meeting that month. And then after that, if they're high potential, then we would be meeting with them monthly or biweekly, depending on their goals. And with our leaders, we're meeting with them monthly. So I'd really love to have those touch bases where they're meeting with our talent leader so that they have an outlet and they know, they can trust that they're going to have an opportunity to share what's going on with them. Also, when we do performance reviews, performance management is a really important part of our culture system. Our rubric is skills-based and behavior-based. For example, if you work in the kitchen, yes, we're going to be looking to see, okay, how was your performance on fries? How was your performance on primary board? But we're also going to look at those three values I mentioned, service, excellence, and caring. And we're going to see, how are you performing in terms of excellence? How are you performing in terms of service? And we gave some examples of behaviors, and those are the things that we're looking for. So we may say, oh, you're really excellent at your at the skills. Let's work on that caring. What can you do to show you care? I know you care in your heart, but how can we make sure that that's coming through and you're exuding that every day? Or for front of house, something I tell them, it's really tricky with Chick-fil-A because you can be a loving, caring person in your heart, but when you work front house or Chick-fil-A, we have to be caring in a performative way. So what are we going to do to bring that out? So for us, we're looking for fun, fun things that we can do to loosen people up, especially when they're new, because it can be very nerve wracking and there are high expectations when you work with Chick-fil-A, right? So for example, right now with malls, we're doing this really fun retro campaign where we have paper hats, we have aprons, and we have old school name tags. So it's a really great talking point. And we're also, we're giving away hats. So a great opportunity to engage and show your personality with guests is like, I love to ask, you know, a senior citizen if they want a hat. I'll be like, ooh, do you want this hat? I, I just, oh yeah, it goes with your outfit. So well, and they're so tickled. So just looking for those little opportunities. And we like to add whether it's stickers or the paper hat, or we put up a basketball goal for March Madness. So when it's slow, we'll encourage our guests to take a shot, see if you can win a brownie or a cookie. But we're looking for opportunities to engage and show that we care and that we're, we're present. We're not just cranking out orders. That's so fun. I love that you're handing out the paper hats. I'm sure they, they get a kick out of that. Anyways, thanks for sharing all of that. Um, I've heard from operators recently uh, that they felt that they've 
you know, the labor shortage, although it's still there, can or applications are picking up a little bit more. However, finding the right fit for the Chick-fil-A culture and team member, potential team members who will show care has been kind of tricky. So curious with your culture that has such an emphasis around care, how do you screen and find potential candidates that fit that culture? Yes, that is very difficult, especially with the location of our mall. We're surrounded by freestanding operators. So typically when someone thinks, oh, I want to work at Chick-fil-A, they're going to think of what is that Chick-fil-A I see when I'm riding the bus or for when I'm driving to school or, you know, wherever they're going as they live their lives. And so for us, we tried several different things, but we found that um, as we track our success rate and what channels are most effective and not only bringing forth people that we think are a good fit through our screening process, but also retaining talent, we find that referrals are the absolute best quality candidates. Um, And so with that, we've doubled down on our referral system and we pay $100. Once someone reaches 60 days, also, once you refer someone, if you're a current team member, you get $25 the day that we hire them. So we decided we wanted to have something that allows for immediate gratification and also something that's longer term, that $100. And so we continue to invest in channels such as Indeed, Naga Job, but we found our referrals are the absolute best, followed by our walk-in candidates. So at our restaurant, we have these little hiring tabs. I used to see them in college when someone was looking for a roommate. It's an eight by, let's say 8.5 by 11 inch poster, but there are little tabs that you can rip off on the bottom. So we, we took it back and we find that that's very effective. People can rip those off at the restaurant. And then we have a screen that has slides that play throughout the day. And it says we're hiring and it highlights our value proposition and some key things that we offer. Not only, for example, a fun, friendly work environment, but we also pay for college. You know, so those are things that we offer that we want to make sure we are highlighting because we realize because we're so focused on care, we do offer things like, you know, $15,000 life insurance for every person. But we weren't communicating that we offer these benefits. So people would come in and be like, oh, wow, you do that? That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I know from an employer brand standpoint, that is something that we've been hearing from operators is they're like, they people don't know that there's more behind these walls than just chicken. Like they, you know, they just don't get it. And so communicating that piece, I've heard has been incredibly effective. So I'm glad to hear that that seemed to pay it off for you as well. Um, so you mentioned a little bit about your dedicated leadership. You said your talent director. So curious to hear a little bit more about that role in your restaurant and then other leaders that are involved as it relates to your culture and your talent strategy. Yes, absolutely. And so when it comes to our talent strategy, it's all hands on. All leaders have a role in that. When it comes to the check-ins, that would be our talent directors who's having those check-ins um, the first 30 days with the new hire, 60 days and 90 days. When it comes to meeting for personal development plans, that's also our talent director. So each of our leaders has a personal development plan and the goals are personal and professional. They decide. And with those, we ask them to establish, okay, what's your goal and timeline to achieve that goal? And who are the key people that you need to be involved for you to achieve that goal? So those goals, Um, They range from being promoted to the next level of leadership in our restaurant and not something we're very transparent about. We have a store website where all of that is published. Um, We also have goals that could be, you know, to pass the citizenship test that they're studying for so that they can go from being a resident to being a citizen. Um, So you name it, we're there to support them, whether it's a goal that's related to Chick-fil-A 
or it's a goal that's related to something in their personal lives. And when it comes to our performance reviews, that's where all of our leaders that are operational are involved. Because we understand it's very important that the person who is with you day to day is giving you that assessment. So with our assessment, it's really simple. We have our attributes that are both skills-based and behavior-based. And you give yourself a one, two, or a three. Three means I am exceeding expectations. One would be, hey, we have some improvement that's needed. So first, a person self-assesses. And then we ask them to come to the performance conversation with that self-assessment. And they will have a conversation with their people leader who works with them day to day, as well as a skip level. So that person's superior. So for example, if we're talking about a performance review with a team member, they would have the shift leader that they work with most frequently there in the conversation, as well as our guest experience manager, who is our front of house manager. Therefore, they're involved in that conversation. So as you um, ascend in the organization, that determines who's a part of those conversations. So for example, for a director, I would be a part of that conversation as well as an executive director. And what's what's been the impact of some of these performance reviews or even just showing the progression plan to get to the next level? Yes, we're seeing newfound buy-in because people see that, oh, wow, I have control. This is not about who's liked the most, but very clear what the expectations are and everyone is held accountable to those. They also see how they can, some people, they want to make more money. They don't actually want to ascend in the organization. So they understand there are multiple ways to make money because all of that is published. Um, we also found team member experience has been an increased focus. So we spend money on making sure we're surprising and delighting our team and also making sure that we're in touch with what they need on an individual basis. So it's more than just, you know, um, ascending in the organization or making sure your performance is great, but it's making sure that you understand that we truly do care about you. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it, as I like to say. We care about you inside and outside of Chick-fil-A. So through those conversations, we've been able to understand the needs of our team members at a different level. For example, um, through those conversations, I was able to learn about a team member whose home was broken into. And so the person as a single parent um, of small children was really scared and we were able to help that person move when without that they perhaps would have been living in their car maybe had to be in an uncomfortable situation um because of that and so being able to take care of them and you know we're not even going to talk about that again right because you owe me nothing we're just doing this because we care about you as a person or there's someone you know who we know they really had that a dream of being a teacher and they reached a new milestone in their education and saying you know as amazing as you are here i know where your heart is so I know someone, I'm going to make a phone call for you and getting them an interview so that they could work, you know, in um, childhood education, early childhood education, so that they could continue to pursue their dream. So we're able to do those things that otherwise we don't know if we're not bringing people to the table to really talk about what's on their heart and where they aspire to be, you know, in six months, in one month, in five years. And sometimes it's hard because you have to push, you know the baby bird out of the nest and sometimes it's someone who is absolutely amazing for the business but I found that you know folks share that with people who they're closest to and so we've been able to really prove that we mean it when we say we care about you there's nothing you can do about it and it's beyond Chick-fil-A and we understand like it may be that you're coming into our lives and we're coming into your lives so that we can help you get to that next season wow that's so powerful 
I'm so happy to hear that you were able to be there for that one team member. And it sounds like a lot of team members as well and encouraging them to bring their full selves to work. That's some work. That's something that um, we found through some research as far as particularly these younger generations. I say these younger generations. I'm a millennial, but Gen Z in particular, we're finding out they really want to feel like they're a part of something bigger and then they can bring their whole self to work and feel accepted. And so that transparency piece with their leader of, hey, this is what's going on with me. This is what I want professionally, we found has just been so massive. So it sounds like you've kind of created that culture in your restaurant for them to bring their full selves to work, which I think is just really powerful. Um, You mentioned surprise and delight, your team members. So I'm also curious to kind of dig a little bit deeper into what that might look like. Um, Through the team member engagement survey, we see aggregate level data. And what we found is that recognition is there's a huge opportunity for that. And, you know, some operators are like, I don't know how to recognize my team. You know, what does that look like? So curious how that shows up in your restaurant. Okay, absolutely. So we do everything. We ask the team, what means something to you? And they told us money and food. And so we try to go all in on that. So for example, um, it's, it's a small thing, but when we do recognition for, let's say, an anniversary or employee of the month, we can use our payroll system and add a bonus to their paycheck. But what means a lot more to them is when we do a paid out to get that $50 cash, to put it in the envelope with a special note. And then we may, we have pom-poms, Chick-fil-A pom-poms, and we have cowbells. And we ring those bells and we shake those pom-poms and we celebrate and make a big announcement, for example, for Employee of the Month. And we present them with that card and tell them how much we appreciate them. And then we have a screen in our restaurant, which shows slides. And on that slide, it has a picture of them, an employee of the month, rotating. So their family, when they come, they're going to see themselves on that TV screen. And so we found that people are more than engaged than ever in our voting system, so much so that some people are campaigning for employee of the month. So it's become really funny to see how people campaign for employee of the month. And we found that people really enjoy celebrating one another. And it's really created an opportunity for people to say, hey, that person is an example of the values. You see, that's why they're employee of the month. So it's also a really great conversation starter. Um, Also, we've started to set goals within our restaurant so that our team members can understand like, okay, how are we doing on taste? Like celebrating, achieving a new milestone with our customer experience taste scores. That's something we've done. We had never done it before because we were like, how can we get everybody invested in ensuring that we have excellent food every day? And so we said, we reached this goal, we have a pizza party. So you have team members who are really saying, hey, no, that filet, we need to we need to stuff that coder. And, you know, they're involved at a deeper level. And for me, that's really cool, especially when you have people who are front of house who are learning the business to where they can tell you the fries are supposed to be 170 degrees. Why? Because they are invested to that level. And we have a thermometer gun in the front where they're shooting those fries because they care about excellence and they care about service. And they want the guests to see how committed they are to providing those perfect waffle fries every time. So for me, I've seen, you know, as we invest more in the team and saying, okay, how can we do a pizza party or donuts? We're getting a lot back from them in terms of how they're showing up every day, if that makes sense. They're connecting all the dots. They're saying, wow, you care about me and because you care about me, I know what I need to do for you. I need to provide excellent service and excellent food every day and we're going to have fun doing it. 
That's so fun. I love, I love the buy-in everywhere and holding each other accountable and uh, the temperature guns, making sure everything is good to go. That is so great. That is a um, definitely a level of buy-in backed by care that I think is just incredible. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I know I've asked you a slew of questions, so I want to pause and just ask if there's anything that I haven't asked you about your culture that you'd like to share with the audience. I think the most important thing is really proving it every day, right? You have to earn the trust of your team, but proving that you care about them, even if they don't work for you. I learned that was my biggest hurdle. And so I've even had someone where I helped them buy their first car and they stopped working for me maybe two or three months after that. And they were terrified to tell me. And it broke my heart because I was thinking, why are you terrified? I told you, I care about you no matter what. It is not just about chicken. But one of my proudest moments as an operator was two months ago, I purchased that car early in becoming an operator. I helped assist purchase that car and I gave an interest-free loan. Um, and so with that, the last payment was made on that car to me. And I was able to give that person the title um, just about two months ago. And I was extremely proud because to me, that says a lot that that person respected me enough, even though they weren't with Chick-fil-A, to keep in touch with me and make every payment on time because they knew that that meant a lot to me to show me that they cared about me just as much as I cared about them and that they continue to tell me what's going on in their life. And they're sending other friends to our restaurant be like, oh, you should go work there. That means a lot to me because that's the goal. That's the goal that people understand we're not faking it. Um, this is not transactional. We love, you know, what we do. Um, we're passionate about the food we serve, but it, it's all about the people at the end of the day, right? To me, that's what motivates me the most every day is understanding we can't do any of this without people. And um, it pays itself forward when you are an honest person and you do the difficult thing, which is sometimes helping people leave. That's great. I appreciate you sharing that. And my last question, which I feel like what you just shared could be a piece of advice, but we always like to ask operators on the podcast if there's any advice that you'd share to other operators out there, especially those who might be struggling with culture right now and finding their footing. So anything that you would share with them? I would say be be vulnerable. And so for me, it's I think that can be very scary for operators because you don't want anybody to think you're bad at what you do or that you don't care. I think those are two of my biggest fears. Um, for me, when I do the Enneagram, I'm absolutely, I'm a combination of, you know, a person who I get a lot from helping people. Um, I get a lot of satisfaction. I'm also an achiever. And so with that, um, the idea of failure can be very scary. And so I have to force myself to continue to be vulnerable because that's how you learn and that's how you grow. So I would say invite other operators into your restaurant and ask them to be very honest and critical about what they see. Um, also invite folks from the support center in who see many different restaurants across the country and ask them to be really honest with you about where your opportunities lie. I also say do the exact same thing with your team and with your leaders. And you have to become really good at asking questions and so you have to say, what can we do better? If you could change one thing right now with the magic wand, what would you change? Because otherwise, they're gonna, they may be a little afraid to be critical of you. So you have to invite the criticism by asking a question that makes it hard for them to get out of providing that constructive feedback. And then I would say it's really important to implement immediately the feedback that you receive. And so for me, I found that when I have those one-on-one -on -one conversations and I simplified my purpose, and I say, hey, hey, do you know why I'm here? It's to change lives. I need your help. I can't do it without you. Then 
they provide more feedback because they understand, oh, okay, I understand. We can't fulfill our purpose if we don't provide this amazing culture where people are happy to come here every day and they're consistently getting their best. And also that means accountability is really important. So with the changes, we've had to really think about our discipline system and look how much more structured because the accountability piece will make or break your culture. And so for us, I've had to have sit down conversations where it's like, hey, you know, I care about you and there's nothing you can do about it. And because of that, this may not be the right place for you. Because here at Chick-fil-A, we have to be kindness front of the house, for example, in that performative way that I mentioned before. And so there's some people where I love them to death. I'd do anything for them. But I might have to say, you can't work in my restaurant anymore. You know, I, I can give you one week, but if this doesn't turn around, we talked about it five times and we have all this this documentation. I care about you, but it's unfair for me to allow you to remain here when you know the standard. We talked about the standard, but you're not meeting the standard. And I think that's an important part when we're talking about culture to talk about the accountability, to talk about those difficult conversations. And sometimes you have to help people to find another job. And if they don't want to find another job, sometimes you have to just tell them, okay, well, I know there's something else out there for you, but this isn't quite the place for you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I so appreciate everything that you are willing to share today. Like I said, I know I just threw a ton of questions at you, but thank you so much for being willing to share with our audience about your culture and the things that you've learned and what's working well for you. Um, so thank you so much. And that will do it for today's episode. If you're looking to find, develop, and launch top talent, Leadwell is a resource with articles, videos, podcasts, and other Chick-fil-A operator and third-party expert-curated content. If you have any questions or want to hear about a specific topic on the podcast, let us know at leadwell at chickfil I'm Missy Darted, and thank you for listening in to the Leadwell podcast. Leadwell shares leadership, talent, and culture resources, ideas, and tools from franchised operators and third-party experts to inspire franchised operators and their teams to find, develop, and launch top talent. As independent franchisees, Chick-fil-A operators solely determine the employment, leadership, and management practices in their businesses.